the first time I can remember feeling alone in a crowd, I was probably 19 years old. I was living in a college apartment. I had several roommates and we were having a gathering. And for some reason, despite the fact that I was surrounded by people, I felt completely alone. In hindsight, I recognized that was the first of many times, and it all started with being so utterly anxious and depressed and stressed by growing up with narcissistic abuse. This was the first year or two that I was out of the house. I felt completely alone. When it came to being in a crowd, I never wanted to be there. I felt just separate different, weird. And I felt lonely. I felt so lonely that I remember thinking to myself, God, I just wish someone would touch me. I haven't been touched in so long. I was afraid to be in a relationship with anyone. And quite honestly, I probably didn't think I was good enough to be with someone who I would want to be with. And at the same time, I desperately wanted to spend time alone, and this would continue throughout my adult life. In fact, even today, I still need that one hour a day of alone time. So today we're going to talk about exactly why people who go through narcissistic abuse struggle with both feeling alone and lonely and wanting to be alone. It's a conundrum that a lot of us deal with. It's the difference between feeling alone and lonely and the need to self-isolate as we recover from narcissistic abuse. So let's get started. Closed captioning provided by Athena Moberg and cptsdfoundation.org. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. So if you're anything like me, then you know how it feels when you're in that room full of people or big crowd and yet you feel completely alone. That's exactly what many survivors of narcissistic abuse say they experience. And quite honestly, it's a pattern that I found, like I said, in myself when I finally realized what I'd been dealing with for so long, all in hindsight. But I hope that today I can help you see it before it becomes hindsight. For you. So here's the thing. Because of the shame, fear, guilt, embarrassment, all of that stuff of having allowed ourselves to be tortured by narcissists, a lot of us, we won't even talk about it. A lot of people don't talk about it to the people they're closest to in their lives. And even when we appear to be completely, totally fine and we're capable of a friendly conversation and we have good social skills, there can still be this underlying feeling of isolation for us. It kind of feels like a dull ache. Do you relate? I hear it from my clients all the time. People feel like they don't even know how to be vulnerable anymore. And we find ourselves constantly feeling on alert. We're, we're very gun shy. See the emotional abuse factor, not to mention the physical and even deeper forms of psychological abuse like gaslighting. All that kind of stuff can really teach us to shut up, to stop talking about ourselves. And this will lead us to become paralyzed in certain ways, one of which is really developing the need to be alone. So let's talk about that for a minute. Why exactly do survivors of narcissistic abuse have so much trouble feeling really connected to other people? Why do we so often find that we feel the need to be alone after any sort of social interaction? I always feel like I need to recharge. Why is it that we feel like the idea of certain types of interaction are so overwhelming that we become paralyzed and we just kind of hide inside the little cocoons we've created for ourselves? Well, we're going to start answering those questions by looking at our situation from an intellectual standpoint, okay? So let's start with taking away all the emotional aspects involved. In this case, we're involved in a pretty uncomfortable place. We are dealing with a narcissist and in some ways we are taught that everything we think and believe and feel and do and say 
all wrong. Or at the very least, we are consistently invalidated. No one validates us. And we start to believe the lies that narcissists tell us about ourselves. And in most cases, these situations are created without our consent, whether we've been fooled into becoming enmeshed with them or we were born into them. Now, here's the thing. When you go through this stuff, you're going to feel abandoned. You're going to feel lonely sometimes, but somehow you want to be alone all the time. It's an understatement to call it overwhelming, but if we're being honest with ourselves, we are almost in a suspended state. Whether we're still stuck in the toxic relationship or we've moved on and now we're going through narcissistic abuse recovery. But as we desperately seek closure, we have to accept the truth of what we've really experienced here. And unfortunately, that's a lot more complicated than it sounds. Obviously, you're on the right path, my friend, because you're here right now and you're watching this video. Since the narcissist is a walking mess filled with confusion, anger, love bombing, and all that abuse cycle spinning stuff, well, you've been seduced into becoming a source of narcissistic supply, or maybe you were groomed to be one by a parent or other authority figure in your life. For example, let's say the narcissist in your life is your spouse or your partner, and if you're being honest, you were likely seduced with promises of having someone on your side or soulmate or whatever your version of that was. But ultimately, you were brought in thinking you were getting a sweet deal. You were going to find your, your prince charming or your princess awesome or whatever. But if it was your parent or your parental figure, then it probably looked more like, well, I'm the only person who really loves you, so you better do exactly what I want or you're going to risk being completely abandoned in the world. In either case, it looks like if you don't do what I want, you're going to be alone. And the narcissist knows instinctively that everyone is secretly afraid on some level of ending up completely alone and unloved in the world. And that's true whether we admit it or not. Interestingly though, the narcissist themselves, they're also incredibly afraid of that. And that's why you don't very often see a narcissist who stays single for very long. Inevitably, they grab hold of one branch before they let go of the last one. And just to avoid confusion here, what I mean is that most narcissists will secure a new supply before letting you go. And honestly, they will often run parallel relationships in order to avoid being alone. That's part of the reason you might be dealing with jealousy in a relationship with a narcissist, even if you don't realize it at the time. In the case of a romantic situation, maybe your narcissist exhibits extreme jealousy when other potential suitors are near or are involved in your life. Whether you'd really go there or not really isn't an issue for the narcissist, because if the narcissist feels threatened by someone, their jealousy comes screaming out. But a lot of times, this is actually just projection of their own indiscretions onto you. As in, the narcissist is cheating on you or considering it, so then they become hypervigilant. Now, on the flip side of this, the narcissist will scream at you. They will tell you you're insane or otherwise invalidate you, even if you just ask a single question about their dealings with potential suitors. So you end up dealing with the sickening feelings of betrayal alone. And you secretly wonder if maybe... The narcissist is right, and really, you are really crazy. Just a little hint for you, you're probably not. Fact is that narcissists will call you crazy, jealous, etc. They'll say you're making up stuff in your head. You know the drill. Just remember that listening to your gut means tuning in to your intuition, into your divine self and your divine connection to your higher power or the universe. So don't ignore it and trust yourself when you feel something strongly. So why does this make you want to be alone all the time anyway? Well, it starts with the fact that you're likely an empath. Most of the time, when you tend to attract narcissists, you have the ability to really feel what everyone around you feels. And this is especially true with someone you love and or spend a lot of time with. So when the narcissist is overwhelming you with the pressure of being responsible for their emotions, you probably find yourself forever spinning, always trying to fix them. And my friend, it is exhausting. 
But then while you're still in it, you probably find yourself sort of saving up your energy. You don't really want to talk to people about anything serious because you quite literally cannot handle one more straw on that proverbial camel's back. So you start to isolate yourself in order to recharge between abuse sessions with the narcissist. And once you're out of there, you might just continue to isolate, either out of habit or out of a need to try and protect yourself from more narcissists in the world, or both. And even though you feel lonely sometimes, you might choose to remain alone just because it's more peaceful that way. But who could blame you? The truth is, though, that you'll eventually get to the point where you do want to change the situation. And now you realize that you've forgotten how to even be in a relationship. You might find that you even prefer to avoid any intimate connections in order to protect your heart. And this, my friend, can be the case even if your narcissist was your parent. Being with a narcissist tends to not only cause you to distrust yourself, but also the entire world around you. And when you do try to change the situation, you might feel paralyzed and overwhelmed. Do you see what I mean? You have to admit to yourself that you are or were in a codependent relationship with a toxic narcissist. You must acknowledge that you were mentally and emotionally abused and manipulated, and then you have to begin to understand why it happened. And eventually, while you did play a role in the relationship and you do need to take responsibility for that, you're going to have to realize that it really isn't your fault. You really did get pulled into this stuff under false pretenses, and you do have the option and the right to change this whole deal. And yes, this even applies when we're talking about a parent or another family member. You, my friend, you have the right to feel peace. You have the right to feel loved. You have the right to determine who you are, the opportunity to decide what happens from here on out. And my friend, you have the responsibility to change your life for the better, not just for yourself, but for the people that you love who actually depend on you. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, have you struggled with the need to be alone versus feeling lonely? Have you struggled with self-isolation? What are your thoughts about all of this? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. If you have a minute, share your experiences because another survivor might be able to read something that you wrote and it could really change their life today. And I think that's good karma if we're talking about karma. <laughs> I just wanna say a big thank you and offer a shout out to my channel members. Deborah, my newest member, Angela Falsetto, my very first member, Susan Marion, and Roxanne Antle. Thank you so much for your support and your love and your kindness. I appreciate you and thank you for being part of my family. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Now, before I go, make sure you take a look at the videos I'm leaving for you right here and right here. And while you're here, hit that subscribe button right there so we can stay connected and continue on this healing journey together. Now, don't forget, you're never alone. You've always got your spanily. I'll see you soon.